with Midlife Single, and I am one of the co-founders, and today we are here with Michelle Fraley. Michelle Fraley has a background in clinical psychology and currently works as a certified life coach, relationship coach, and professional matchmaker. Her articles can be seen in places like Cosmopolitan and Women's Health. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing today? Hi, Brenda. I am doing like most people, um, up and down. Today feels like a good day for me, um, but just yesterday I was feeling a little bit more uncertain and scared, like I me know too. a lot of people are. Yes, me too, and that's what our topic is today. So today we're going to be talking about this pandemic and how it is affecting our lives. We're going to talk about tips on um, general and personal, personal anxiety, as well as how to handle relationships during this time, and, and maybe even some of the financial concerns that some of us might have as well. So, so first let's talk about relationships as far as pandemic goes. So like, I know I, it's funny, I did a video, uh, I think it was last week and I just was, it started to hit me, you know, I can't see my friends. I can't see my family and, and it, everything just felt overwhelming. And so how do you deal with those feelings? I mean, and get through this time when we don't know when it's going to end. We don't know the next time we're going to see our mother or our best friend or, you know, or maybe we're dating someone when we'll see them. You know, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it absolutely can be overwhelming. And I think one of the most important things is to try to quell the uncertainty a little bit with focusing on what we can do in terms of relationships and not looking so far ahead, but how can I connect with somebody today? You know, I'm feeling a little isolated. I'm feeling a little lonely. Um, you know, maybe, you know, I could encourage people to make a list, sort of have your go-to list of people that you could reach out to with a Skype or a FaceTime or a Zoom meeting or even a phone call. Um, and then just work your way through the list until you can find someone to connect with. And then focusing on how that connection really restored you and made you feel today. And, and, you know, and then sort of worry about the next day when the next day comes. We really need to, um, I guess, take it day by day. Right, right. Do you, think, do you think that how we view relationships and how we handle them is going to change after COVID? Oh, I absolutely do. I think we're definitely going to be prioritizing more. Um, and it's interesting that you bring this up. You know, as a professional matchmaker, I've seen over the past year a bit of online dating fatigue where people are really yes. wanting to get more face-to-face -face and less virtual. And I think after this, after being forced to do all of our relationships virtual, we are going to be craving real life connections like a, no other time. I, to I totally agree with you. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing. I think that we've gotten so caught up in online everything and we, and, and there's, it's different. It, it, it's, there's the, the value in that relationship just isn't there because you can easily slide left or slide right to the next person. And, and so I just think that we're taking our relationships um, to heart more now, which is, which, is, which is what we should be doing. What about um, dealing with um, like your personal anxiety, you know, and, and, and you mentioned, you know, contacting your friends and stuff like that. Is there other things that we could be doing, you know, for self kind of help stuff or, you know, that kind of thing? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's been a lot of really wonderful advice shared from a lot of, you know, mental health workers um, and other psychologists and life coaches. Um, and I, I can go through some tips that I think would be really helpful for people. I mean, first and foremost is keep a routine for yourself. Um, you know, that includes a pretty regular sleep-wake cycle, even if you're working from home and your commute is from your bedroom and to your kitchen table, you know, still give yourself that time to prepare for your day, you know, where you're not just rolling out of bed and expected to be on, you know, in five minutes, you know, give right. yourself that same amount of time that you would if you were um, commuting to your job or getting your children ready for school. Um, so that's really important. And also that sleep-wake cycle is really good to keep, you know, a lot of your hormones in check, especially cortisol, which can go crazy. We know it's the stress hormone and that can go crazy um, during levels of high anxiety. And so sleep-wake cycle is really important for that. Uh, another thing, eat healthy foods. You know, um, Yes, we want to self-soothe and comfort with carbohydrates and probably sugar. And that's okay to an extent. You know, we don't have to be too hard on ourselves. But staying hydrated, eating healthy foods, eating healthy foods at regular times, still having your meal times will also be important in establishing some normalcy right. um, into your routine. And then also just making you feel better. Right. Um, you know, I know you love to dance um, and I've seen that you're still dancing at home. And so it's important, everybody move your body at least 30 minutes a day. I know it's tough for people who are in small apartments and don't have access to their gym, but whatever you can do, if you can put on um, some music and dance around the house, if you can do an exercise video, if you can get outside when the weather's nice and walk for at least half an hour a day, super important. Um, Next thing is really valuable, and that's don't saturate yourself with COVID-related news um, <laughs> and COVID-related conversations. I know, you know, we talked about socializing and doing these happy hour, you know, Zoom meetings or um, FaceTimes, and, you know, get past where all of your, your conversations are about COVID. You had it's a really lot hard of, not to. <laughs> I know it is, it is, but you had a lot to talk about with these people that are close to you before COVID. Right. And you'll have a lot to talk about after. So I think it, you know, it's pertinent to bring it up and maybe share um, what's new in the news. But if you're having a 30 minute FaceTime with a dear friend, um, it doesn't need to be 100% COVID related. Right, right. No, it's actually nice to put it out of your mind. And I've been finding myself you know, trying to turn news off, social media off, and, and, and just live in the moment and just pretend like it's a normal day. And, you know, sometimes I go on about like it's my normal day and then I, I don't, I forget about it until I'm driving by LA Fitness and the parking lot's empty, you know, and yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. But it's true. It's very helpful because it just gets it out of your mind and, and, and really helps your, your inner peace, so to speak. Any other tips? Absolutely. We, um, yeah. Another thing is, you know, this is a wonderful time for self-compassion, radical self-acceptance. You know, I, I remember when the quarantine first started, how there was this sort of big push of Harvard and Yale is offering all of these classes for free. And what a great time to learn a second or third language. And what a fantastic time to get in the best shape of your life. You know what? Give yourself some grace 
and just know that you don't have to accomplish anything during this quarantine time other than just getting through it. Right. That's a good point because you're right. I think that we do put so much on ourselves, especially if we're not working and we're not doing a normal routine. We sit at home thinking like, what am I doing? You know, and I'm not accomplishing anything. And it's, that's a hard feeling sometimes for people. And, you know, as if you, if you are working, you're still working from home and that, that has its own challenges. Right. You know, if you're a parent and now you're dealing with your children doing the distance learning at home, that's a challenge. So part of it is just accepting where you are being compassionate with yourself. And you know what, if you want to start an exercise routine or you decide that this is a perfect time for you to learn Spanish or German, that's great. But don't feel that there's a pressure, you know, don't put that pressure on yourself that this has to be some sort of, you know, big transformation period for you. And at the other end of this, you're going to come out, you know, a much better and you know more knowledgeable person. You know what, if you can come out of this not beaten and bruised, that's what's most important. Right, right. I, I like your point about the in-home in schooling. I don't have to deal with that. I mean, my kids are older, so they, they self-teach, you know, they, they're doing fine. But people that have little kids, like what recommendations do you have for them? Because they're, you know, with them 24-7 and, and like, like I think back and think, how would I have gotten through that? So like what tips do you have for parents having to deal with this that may not be used to Sure, sure. Yes. Well, definitely that, um, you know, giving yourself and your kids a bit of a break. Mm -hmm. um, you're not a teacher, you're a parent. You know, most of us were not trained to be teachers. Right. So, you know, explaining to your child that you're learning this together, you're sort of in this together and having that open communication, you know, sharing with your children, this, this is tough for mom or this is tough for dad because I've never done this before. Right. Um, you know, asking your children, what do you need from me as, as your sort of new teacher to help you learn the best? Right. Um, right. And, then, and then practically is really setting them up with a spot, a, a, a regular spot where they're doing their studies every day having them stick to some sort of regular schedule with them knowing that you're available. You're available for not just homework related help, but to talk. Right. I think that's a good point too, because they, they have concerns. I mean, they obviously are hearing everything that's going on and it's scary. It's gotta be scary for a child that, you know, hears that people are dying and they could get this and their parents, you know, are putting masks on them when they go to the store and things like that. It's super, it's very scary. For sure. And we don't know, you know, how, how is this going to affect the children in a long, the long run? I mean, sometimes I look at my daughter who's 12 and I, you know, I ask her how she's feeling and she'll say, well, I miss my friends and I miss my teachers, right. but I'm fine. And I sometimes wonder, do I take that I'm fine at face value? Do I try to dig deeper? It's, it's a fine line as a parent because you obviously want to know how they're really feeling, but we also don't want to force our anxieties onto them. Right. It, it is. It's a tough, it's a tough thing. Every time I, I do it, I'm like, you know, we have to fill the Armageddon closet. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Maybe yeah, I shouldn't say that, <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and the kids are being the kids. Are, I give kids a lot of credit right now. They're being very resilient. Um, 
you know, they're basically told one day, like, oh, you're not going back to school. You're not seeing your friends. You're not gathering like your materials from your locker or whatever. You're just, here's the new normal. Right. Kind of deal with it. And for the most part, the kids are dealing with it. They've done great. They've, they've yeah. really adjusted well, you know, from what I'm seeing. And you know what I really love seeing too is, is my office um, sits at the front of my house and I have a big window and I get to look outside. And so usually when I'm working from home, I never see anybody walking around the neighborhood. And now I see families out, you know, on bikes and putting together bikes and exercising together outside and walking around together with their pets. And it's just something that I haven't, I've, I haven't seen maybe since I was a kid, you know, and, and to me, that's just, it's fantastic. I think that's one of the good things that might be coming out of all of this too. Oh, agreed. I mean, there are some silver linings right. uh, from all of this, you know, kind of like we talked about prioritizing. Right. Um, I think we're really recognizing the good in humanity, you know, with, with so many people who have so little themselves. I mean, I'm seeing people, we all know the toilet paper is a struggle (laughs) and the baby wipes are a struggle. And I'm seeing people who I know don't have much toilet paper saying, I have more than I need right now. Who can I help? Who's really struggling? And it's those sorts of things that I think are a silver lining. I, I totally agree. And it's heartwarming to see that. And, and maybe we needed that little kick, you know, to get ourselves in a place where we're doing stuff like that for each other again. Um, let's talk about financial concerns. So yeah. I know, you know, I own a business and, and even if you don't own a business, you know, you may be working at a place that's not doing business right now. And it's yeah. scary because we don't know when this is going to end. And, and, and what that's going to look like and that sort of thing. So how do you deal with those kinds of anxieties? I mean, you're worried about how you're going to feed your kids and how you're going to make your rent on mortgage payments and car payments and, you know, all these other things. And it's, it's stressful. It's very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. The economic concerns are definitely real. And I mean, they're definitely a prominent worry um, in a lot of people's lives from how to pay your bills to maybe a small business owner, how to pay their employees. Um, Mm -hmm. So many people are furloughed right now with no idea of when they may, or even if they will return to their job as they knew it. Right. So, I mean, a couple things and maybe easier said than done, but, you know, be practical about this and try not to panic. You know, we try to understand that you know, you're not in this economic situation alone. This is something that's happening happening globally. Um, so, you know, make a list uh, of of your expenses, and then you can go through that list and see who who can I reach out to. You know, is there is there a creditor? You know, am I making um, a loan payment, and would the creditor be willing to put you know hit pause? like defer these payments. You know, I know a lot of mortgage companies are offering some assistance in that realm and um, electric companies, gas companies, you know, you can reach out to them um, if you're really struggling about paying those bills. And I know that doesn't solve the problem of putting food on the table, but I think when you can, when you can look at your budget and see where you might have some control that might help you feel a little bit more um, in control of the situation than right. looking at just your economic situation as a whole. You know, right. when you kind of 
chunk it down into, okay, these are my fixed expenses. If I can't pay for those fixed expenses, what can I do? What are my steps? Um, you know, just being proactive will, I think, help alleviate some of that anxiety, knowing that you've done everything you can. Right. Right. In order to, so a couple numbers um, that I would like to share. There is in Pima County here something called the Dislocated Worker Hotline. And really, this is for um, any employee at all who's been laid off or is unemployed as a result of COVID. They can call this number and they can get information on maybe how to apply for unemployment, um, maybe what jobs are hiring that could fall within their skill set, what type of training assistance might be available for somebody. So this number here in Pima County is 520-724-5735. And I'll say that again, it was the dislocated worker hotline for Pima County, 520-724-5735. And they can also access um, www pimaworks.com for some of the same information. But I know when you're really struggling, feeling out of control, actually talking to another human being who can guide you through this process can be right. really helpful. It is. It's, um, it's so helpful. And that's, I mean, that's like you said before, we're all going through this. And so I think that you know, anybody's going to understand your situation. And the one thing that we can do is share these resources that we're finding as we come upon them. I mean, I know that, you know, there's, there's resources for renters, for people with mortgages. If you, you know, have a car payment or, or whatever the case may be, you know, you can always talk to someone and explain your situation and they're going to understand because they're probably going through it as well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, that sort of silver lining of we're all in this together. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of, it gives you a little bit of peace. It's a weird thing to say, I guess, but it does kind of give you a piece that you're not alone and that you're going through this. So anything, any other tips or, or, um, yeah, I mean, the one thing is many of us are quarantined in our home with, our spouse, our partner, our children, <laughs> and we all know that we love them, but sometimes when you're stuck together for long periods of time, you can forget that you like them too. Right. <laughs> and I do have a couple tips on just how to deal with being quarantined with your family who whom you love dearly, but at times need some space from. Right. And I would just say, the first thing is really being open and honest with your family, you know, acknowledging that you're having a little frustration um, or sadness is a lot easier for your family to tolerate than when it boils over into full out anger. Right. You know, so expressing, you know, I would like a half hour of alone time to just have my coffee without interruptions. So when I get up in the morning, it's really important to me that everyone hold off their questions until I finish my coffee. Right. You know, those sorts of requests can go a long way in, in establishing how we interact with our family all day. Um, you know, and I would also say give each other physical and emotional space without judgment. So right. if your partner or child says to you, 
you know, it's hard. We all, we all want to be wanted all of the time. Right. But if your spouse or child says to you, you know, I need a little time by myself. Don't take it personally. Right. You know, because it doesn't have to be about you. It can be about them. Right. And, right. you know, children are just little, little adults who right. need their alone time to process all of this as well. Right, right. You hear my pets in the background right now, too, probably. And that, you know, it's funny because they're also experiencing effects from all this, too. I mean, because, you know, where we're typically gone all day, mm-hmm. <laughs> now there's yeah. people in the house all day. <laughs> no, and that's, you know, even pets, like, everything can get a little overstimulated when there's too much attention placed on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so basically I would just say one last thing is just cut everybody some slack right now. You know, cut your children some slack, cut your partner some slack, cut your friends some slack, and most importantly, cut yourself some slack. Right. You know, we're all doing the best we can. And so, you know, the little bit of irritability that might have provoked a fight in your household uh, before it's okay right now to just let it go. Right, right, exactly. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for these tips. They're super helpful. I know that everybody will appreciate, um, you know, what you've taught us today and hopefully implement (laughs) as we try to get through, you know, this, this time. And, and we hope that everybody out there is safe and healthy and that, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we'll get through this. We will, we'll get through it and be better. I think we will too. And one last thing that's just very, very important to mention, Brenda, is if anybody is feeling, um, you know, very anxious, very depressed, or of course, suicidal, that is all like, reach out. You absolutely need to reach out to um, a mental health professional, you know, a friend and let them know how you're feeling. The worst thing to do is to isolate if you're really struggling in these times. And, um, you know, there's a lot of online virtual counseling, um, therapy, coaching that is available for people. Right. And it can really have a lot of um, positive effects for people right now. So I just wanted to put that out there. That no, I think it's out for needed. Help, yeah, yeah. Reaching out needed. for help is yeah. really important. Yeah. Right so. now when we're dealing with some scary stuff and the isolation and everything. Yeah. We need, we need those resources. So, yeah. Okay. Well, great to talk to you, Michelle, and you hope you your family stay safe and healthy, and and we will talk soon. <laughs> yes, thank you and yours, Brenda. Thanks for having right. me on. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay.